welcome back to Catholic Doctrine Bible Study. This is Session 78. I'm your host, Jim Hawk. And in this session, we'll be looking at uh, chapters 23 through the, hopefully, through the end of chapter 28. Now, that sounds like a lot, but... Um, of course, this is a discussion about Catholic doctrine. We're going to see a lot of activity in these chapters, but not a lot of doctrine that we haven't seen before. Again, it's kind of a travelogue, and there's a lot of adventure here, as Paul is on trial several times, and uh, we see his defenses, which are similar to defenses that we have read about in the past. So in the interest of time and in the interest of covering things that we haven't covered before, we're going to go kind of quickly through these last few uh, chapters. Recall, as we get started, that it was Paul's desire back in Acts chapter 19 that he wants to visit Rome. Uh, he says, I must visit Rome also in chapter 19, verse 21. Well, we're going to see. He'll get there, but maybe not the way that he had planned. Okay, so with that in mind, we see that um, he has various trials. Um, he has a trial in chapter 24 before Felix, uh, the governor, and he never shuts up. You know, he's, he doesn't shy away from sharing his faith. Um, and he's made captive in Caesarea. And for two years, he's made captive. So, you know, sometimes we have a goal and we want it right now. Uh, we're not patient people, right? Well, Paul knows he's got to get to Rome, but here he is rotting in a uh, jail cell in Caesarea for, um, you know, for two years. So on to chapter 25, and uh, Festus says, you know, do, what do you want to do? Uh, are you willing to go up to Jerusalem and there stand trial before me on these charges? Bear in mind, Paul's been in prison for two years. And Paul says, you know, I appeal to Caesar. So in verse 12 of chapter 25, Festus says, okay, you want to go to Caesar? You're going to Caesar. And uh, then while he's kind of hanging around, King Agrippa, who was kind of a Jewish puppet king, if you will, under the Roman uh, rule, he listens to him. And once again, Paul witnesses to him and says in verse 23, the Messiah must suffer and that as the first to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light both to our people and to the Gentiles. That's in verse 23 of chapter 26. And if you like, you can underline that. And in your margins, that is a, a, a quote from Isaiah chapter 49, verse six. So, he asks, uh, Paul asks Agrippa, who is kind of a Jew, sort of, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you believe. Then Agrippa said to Paul, uh, you will soon persuade me to play the Christian, you know. So 
this is probably a good strategy to use in evangelizing. When you're talking to somebody, find something in common with that person. Agrippa is at least nominally a Jew, so Jesus asks him a question that he has to agree with. Do you believe the prophets? And of course, Agrippa has to say yes, because he's a Jew. And then, of course, that opens the door for Paul to share scriptures about how Jesus is the fulfillment of the, the prophecy. So, you know, Agrippa probably enjoyed these little chats, um, but once uh, uh, Jesus says, hey, you know, there is this Jesus, he's for you, then all of a sudden that's where Agrippa says, hey, I, uh, I don't wanna hear this guy anymore. And Agrippa says, well, you know, to Felix, he says, I don't see anything that deserves death or imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, the Roman governor, this man could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. So uh, anyway, uh, on we go to chapter 27, where we see Paul is going to be sent to Rome. And I'm going to have a map for you, which you can uh, uh, see on the uh, written part of this presentation. It shows all the places that Paul stops off at, or I should say the ship and, the, and he stop off at on the way to Rome. And it's a pretty exciting story. Not a lot of doctrine there, but... Um, we see that uh, Paul escapes shipwreck and etc. And um, again, a fascinating uh, story, not a lot of doctrine there. And uh, then in chapter 28, there is a shipwreck on a place called Malta. And, it, and they have to spend the whole winter in a place called Malta. Well, Malta still exists, and guess what? It has the highest percentage to this day of professed Christians and Catholics, I might add, in the world. Well over 80% of the people who live in Malta are at least professed Christians. So this shipwreck would seem to be uh, bad news, right? But as we have seen time and time again in the book of Acts, God uses what seems to be a bad occurrence, a shipwreck, on the way to Rome as a way for Paul to evangelize. And so Paul spends the whole winter there and, uh, you know, because of some healings and things that he does there, he gets many converts there. So then he arrives in Rome after making several stops, one of which is kind of humorous. Uh, it says that Paul stops in, uh, well, chapter 28, verse 15, he stops at three taverns. <laughs> no, that doesn't mean he tied one on. Is he stopped at a place called Three Taverns. Then he gives testimony to the Jews in Rome. And as we have seen throughout Acts, he gets some converts and then he gets others who do not believe. Once again, that will be our lot as well as we share the gospel of Christ with others. And uh, so it says, and, and then the gospel, or excuse me, then Acts ends rather quickly. 
um, in at the end of Acts 28. It just says, uh, he remained for two full years in his lodgings because he's you know kind of put in prison there while he's awaiting trial. So he remained for two full years in his lodgings. He received all who came to him and with complete assurance and without hindrance, he proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus. So it ends, it doesn't tell us how the trial worked out, right? So Paul was put to death, but you won't read that. Uh, you won't in, in scripture per se, we just know that. How do we know that? Through the traditions of the church. So the, the Bible is all true for the sake of our salvation, but not all truth is in the Bible. Um, we, we see that, uh, well, Paul was thought to have written these following books, which you might want to write down in your margins, from Rome. He was thought to have written Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon uh, based on his references in each of these books to being in prison during, during those letters. So bottom line, Paul gets to Rome, but probably not the way he planned. So there's a message for us too, you know. I mean, we are going to have little side trips along the way that seem to be uh, uh, against our, our progress as Christians, but we hopefully we learn something at each stop along the way. God has a plan for us. So if you are in a certain place, whether it's a job or a geographic location, uh, uh, etc., it's because you are supposed to be there at that moment in time. So bloom where you are planted for now until God reveals another plan for us. Uh, some of the people that Paul encounters over these last few chapters, Felix, Festus and Agrippa, they had knowledge about God because Paul shared it with them and Agrippa was a Jew. They had knowledge about God, but that's not enough. Uh, we must be transformed by that knowledge of Christ to Christ. Uh, if you're curious, a little epilogue on this from church history, Clement of Rome, the fourth pope, says that Paul was released after the two years in Rome, in about 61, 62 AD. He went to Spain, he got rearrested, and he got beheaded in Rome about 66 AD. Uh, what about Peter? Well, church history tells uh, the Eusebius, who was a church historian writing in about the early 300s, says that Peter, um, you know, he, he was in Rome actually before uh, Peter, uh, before Paul. He later left Rome. Peter was a pastor at Antioch. He returned to Rome and ultimately was crucified upside down about the same, roughly the same time as Paul. It is said that Peter was going to be crucified in the usual way, and 
this guy who was a wimp before he had the uh, uh, experience with the resurrected Christ in the sense that he denied Christ before that ultimately said no I don't deserve even the same crucifixion as Christ crucify me upside down so that is a tradition of, of the church so one of the things that we can see in the book of Acts is that even though Paul started geographic locations of places of worship uh, at many locations, it was really one church, right? Paul keeps going back to Jerusalem, and even on this last trip to Jerusalem, he was obedient to the church even though they told him, hey, we want you to shave your head, etc., and take this uh, Nazarite, um, you know, complete your Nazarite vow, Paul was obedient to the church to the end. So it's important to realize it's all one church. They are not separate entities, though there are many geographic locations. And it's also important to realize that throughout this book of Acts, as you heard me say when we were first talking about the book of Acts, that the Holy Spirit guided it. We said that um, this, this all, although the name of this book is the Acts of the Apostles, it could just as easily have been titled Acts of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit guided it as it continues to guide the church today. As we say, um, there is one holy, catholic, and apostolic church. So thus concludes our study of the book of Acts. Wonderful travelogue. And again, I would encourage you, uh, particularly as you're studying the second half of the book of Acts, to have a map with you. Um, I will include with this lesson a map of Paul's travels to, to Rome. Because uh, I think that will help you, um, it will help make uh, Paul's travels come alive to you more. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, dear Lord, just as Paul, and before him, and after him, Peter, uh, traveled throughout the world, and the other apostles traveled throughout the world to tra to uh, to extend, to uh, extend an invitation to all, both Gentile and Jew, to follow Christ. Um, so we are to um, go forth and make disciples of all nations. So this is the beginning of the church, but the church we know will extend until you decide to, uh, to take us all home. So we, um, we pray that we can uh, follow the examples of Peter, Paul, and the others and boldly proclaim Christ, knowing that our purpose on earth is to know you, love you, and serve you in this world so as to be happy with you in the next. Um, we are here to spread your word. So give us the grace to do that, um, we ask this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So next, 
we are going to begin our study of the New Testament letters, beginning with Paul's letter to the Romans. Now, there's going to be a lot of doctrine in there. So uh, keep coming back as, as we get into that. As always, uh, I welcome you to email me your questions and your comments at jhcatholicbible at gmail.com. Until next time, I look forward to your joining us again on Catholic Doctrine Bible Study.